Hello friends, welcome to the After Hours Lounge. Welcome back if you're a regular listener. My name is Sandy and I am your host. And joining me in the lounge this week is Steve Gwenin. Uh, Steve, originally from the UK, uh, Steve now lives in the Mother City, aka Cape Town, one of my favourite places in the world. If you've not been, oh, it's such an awesome city uh, down in South Africa. Um, and Steve runs a company called Surfers Life Club, uh, which is essentially a coaching business helping um, executives, business people, entrepreneurs uh, to gain a bit of that fabled work-life balance that we're all looking for. Um, and you know, help them spend more time surfing in the ocean and generally just living a happier life um, than spending all their time at work, which, let's face it, none of us really want to be doing. Um, so Steve talked about his own personal history with this problem, you know, as a as a marine biologist and conservationist. As he said, you know, in the first few minutes of the podcast, sounds like a pretty awesome life, but, you know, as he said, you eventually get burnt out and it gets to the point where you're you know you're missing out on on hanging out with your kids and and you know they're learning to surf themselves and you're kind of just hearing about it rather than being in the ocean with them um it starts to take its toll a little bit so we talked about yeah his his personal history and 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 where how he got to where he is now helping other people out you know finding that work life balance why surfing is, is so valuable for our mental health you know this is no new subject for me and this podcast i've had so many people on talking about it but um, it's such a great conversation to have and, and the power of being in the ocean for your mental health is, is not something to be trifled with and, and yeah, underestimated because it's it's incredible. Uh, we talked about the sunk cost fallacy, knowing when to let something go. You know, if you've been doing something for, for a long time and it starts becoming part of your identity, um, you know, whether it's a job or a relationship, anything like that. But actually, if it's no longer bringing you happiness, knowing when to let that go, uh, and that's quite a difficult thing to do. So we discussed that quite a lot. You know, using surfing to reboot your mind, you know, to, to help you stay present. Um, the muscle memory of your brain, you know, learning to, to kind of rewire the pathways that have made you feel the way you are, whether it's you're overthinking, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling nervous. Um, and then, you know, discussing negativity and the confirmation bias around it of, you know, you see one bad thing, you'll latch onto that far more than you will seeing the hundred good things. Um, yeah. And as, as Steve said, you know, people you know, talked talk far too much about what they don't want and not what they actually do want um, and why that can actually be detrimental towards your, your happiness and your well-being. Um, a great conversation. Uh, you know, as I said, Steve Steve approached me about, about this and coming on the podcast um, and I was like, yeah, cool, you know, let's do it. I had a look into it and, and actually... Not to take anything away from Steve, but I was I was ple- not pleasantly surprised. That makes me sound like a dick. But I had a really great time, and I think there's a lot of value in this conversation that people will be able to take away. Even if you don't surf, you know, it's not all uh, surf-centric. But, you know, you can view it through the prism of whatever it is you enjoy doing, whether it's golf, building Lego, playing five-a-side football, you know, anything. Um, I think the lessons to be taken away from, from what Steve does and how he helps people is, is very valuable. And I very much look forward to round two uh, in Cape Town next year. You know, we'll be able to do it in person. Um, yeah, guys, that's it for me. Uh, if you are enjoying the podcast, please do remember to like and subscribe. All the usual nonsense. Um, it takes two seconds to do. Leave a rating, a review, all that stuff. It takes two seconds and it makes a huge difference um, for the for the podcast. So, yeah, if you're if you're enjoying what I do, please do that. I'll thank you in advance. Um, and other than that, let's get on with the episode. Mr. Steve Gwenin. Am I saying that right? Gwenin? Yeah, you are. That sounds, that sounds awfully uh, Welsh Cornish. And given your accent, you're for anyone uh, not not watching which is everyone, because we're just talking about how lazy I am with YouTube. Um, you're sitting in what looks to be a beautiful home, and I know you're in Cape Town, uh, but you don't. your name doesn't sound like you're from Cape Town. Where, where are you from originally, Steve? Originally, Hertfordshire in, in, in England, ah. but in Cape Town, I am known as Welsh Steve. <laughs> I've got zero Welsh background. <laughs> I did. I did think it sounded um, sounded sounded a bit uh, a bit Welsh. I mean, we we've been talking about doing this podcast, and I was hoping to be in Cape Town, um, but sadly, you know, life has taken me a different way. But we've we've already spoken. We're already going to do round two next year in person because I will be making it down there. Um, can you? I mean, I've, I've I've essentially already introduced you, but can you um, talk me through a little bit about who who you are, what you're doing, and how you found yourself in the mother city? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm Steve, and currently I've I'm coaching people. So I'm coaching surfers, surfers who want to work less, 
and surf a bit more. Um, I took a very, it's a very long story about how I got here, but a very short, very short version is I was working um, as a marine biologist. I was working all, all over the world. I started off in, in studied in Plymouth, did uh, some surf lifeguarding, did a lot of voluntary work, very passionate about conservation, set up my own organization doing sort of marine mammal research and, and conservation work, worked on some activist boats, worked for some oil companies, did a real blend of different sort of contracts and did that for about five years. And I, it was it was really good. I was working at sea, worked up in the Arctic, west coast of Africa, Oz, New Zealand, and sort of got to go backpacking and traveling and, and surfing when, when I didn't have contracts on. So it was great. Um, but did find myself at, at sea up in the Arctic, standing on top of the vessel, going, this isn't really what I had in mind when I was doing marine mm. biology. I, I sort of imagined myself in the tropics. So I've sort of slowly built up tropical experience, um, met up with someone who wanted to set up an expedition down in Latin America, in Mexico, went and set up that program, set up a research base in the jungle, did a lot of coral reef diving, um, went horrendously for the first few weeks. And then we got our acts together and figured, figured it out, made it work well. Um, and there, from there on, sort of bounced around the world, setting up different conservation projects in Costa Rica, in the Amazon, Africa, Asia. Nice. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Loved what we were doing, loved the work that I was doing. Um, and moved to Costa Rica, sort of based myself there. And then we realized we had something. We had an organization that was growing. It was had a good reputation. We were winning awards. So we decided to cent centralize it somewhere in the world. And we had, yeah, we were young. We were figuring it out. And we had sort of a senior manager in Asia, one in the office in, in America, one in the UK. And sort of and anyone who'd been around a long while was a senior manager <laughs> and, and asked to look after things in their region. So we centralized the team in, in South Africa. And that's sort of when I, when I moved over to South Africa. Awesome. You, yeah, you're easily one of the coolest people I've ever had on the podcast. Anyone listening there going, well, I did the wrong thing with my life. You know, Steve here. Uh, has we, been... We've only got into the first minute. <laughs> <laughs> it might go downhill from here. You don't know. <laughs> you never know. I, I, I highly, I highly doubt it. That sounds, that's a pretty, pretty remarkable story. Um, what I'm interested in is how how did you transition then from from sort of running this large company and you know essentially focused on conservation efforts and and marine biology and things? How did that then turn into? Do you know what I I'm going to now start helping executive level people, you know, high functioning individuals, I suppose, to to get more work life balance because it sounds like you didn't necessarily have much of it yourself, Steve. So I I didn't. And I didn't care at all when I was when I was in the jungle running around doing research work or driving boats and doing doing what I loved. I, I had really good alignment between what I was passionate about and my, and my work. And you know, we did some ridiculous sort of 20 hour days, um, you know, re really long times getting up in the night trying to there's a snake in the room <laughs> trying to start, trying to the hurricanes. Like it, just, it was just constant, like constant, constant challenges. And it was really exciting. Um, great adventure met great great people did did good work and as as it grew and when i moved to south africa i you know i took on the ceo role and i put a great strategy in place about how we're going to grow it further and do do more good um and we put that in place and we put kpis in place and, and we grew the organization and, and then i started being in meetings around sort of hr policies and look like board meetings with graphs <laughs> <laughs> and numbers and it, it all became for my role in it all became much much more orientated around that mm. and I was really passionate about what the organization was doing and what it's, what it still does I think it's a great organization but I, I stopped being passionate about my role in it if that if that makes sense so like there's there's two separate things it's doing great mm. stuff and I love it so I stuck around for ages and longer than I should have done because actually I wasn't really happy with with my role in it and what yeah. I had to do on a on a daily basis. So I probably procrastinated for about two years, something like that. Right. <laughs> and sort of knowing sort of knowing it, but not really doing any anything about it. Um and in the time my kids were getting slightly slightly older, they're still young, but they, you know, they were getting to the age where they started surfing and uh, one of my passions is surfing. And I was getting my mates giving me a giving me a call and going, oh, you should see Azzy. 
Like he's uh, he's ripping here today. You should should have been down. And I was meanwhile looking at graphs in the boardroom, <laughs> wondering about the next policy or the next big problem we had. And um, yeah, eventually, like two years later, I was like, "That's I've got. I can't keep doing this. I'm not doing the best thing for myself, and I'm I'm not doing the best for the organisation." So mm. I sort of tran- transitioned out and uh, stepped stepped away. And that's, I think that's a problem that a lot a lot of people have. I know people they call it the sunken cost fallacy where you're 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 doing something for so long and you end up looking back and you're like i'm i'm doing this just because it's what i do mm. you know you, yeah. you, you're doing it because you're like well it's kind of i suppose become part of your identity you're like i'm steve and i'm the you know i'm the ceo and i started this thing and this baby and all this and even though it potentially no longer actually fits into your life and makes you happy you're like well that's what i do and and you kind of keep doing it. and i think a lot of it's, it, I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people because it's definitely something that a lot of people struggle with, whether it's a job, a relationship, a, a hobby or a sport they do that they no longer enjoy. I think it's definitely difficult. And I like what you said, you procrastinated for about two years. And I think that's definitely something that that people really do. Was there, I mean, maybe, maybe you've just answered the question for me, so maybe this is a bit redundant, but w- was there a specific moment where you were like, right, this is changing and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do this or, as you said, you know, was it the kind of latter few months of those two years where you slowly started to put things into place? I mean, was there, I suppose what I'm asking is, was there a lag period between you kind of leaving this and going, no, I'm doing this to to then starting up Surfers Life Club, which is what, what you do now, essentially helping people that were in that situation that you were in? God, lots, lots of questions there, but yeah. Sorry, yeah. A, no, there was definitely a lag period. There was a long time deciding it was the right move for everyone. There was a long, long time coming to to the realization that actually the organization could not only survive without me, but probably thrive and do better without me. And I think, like you mentioned, identity that's a huge part of it when people are looking for sort of a significant change. So it's it's why I am. I'm I'm coaching someone at the moment who, um. Yeah, it's in a very similar position, but been doing it many, many years. It's who they are when they, you know, when they're in South Africa at the braai or at the barbecue or, you know, at the dinner party. People don't ask what 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 do you do for fun? What what do you like? They ask what you do, and 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 I didn't have an answer when I left. I didn't have an answer for that. Yeah, <laughs> literally the first couple of braais, um, in South Africa, the braai. We like a braai. We love it was, a I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally had no idea. Like I don't know what I do. I don't know who I am. I've got. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. And uh, like I, and it's a long story. <laughs> like people, people don't expect a long story. They expect a quick answer. And it takes. It took me a while to figure out actually what I wanted to do. And it mm. took me. It's almost like your elevator pitch. It took me a while to figure out what's what's the right answer to that question. What what do I do? Yeah, I think you. T- yeah, that's that's such a good point, and it's something weirdly i find myself thinking about quite a lot and, and talking about quite a lot is that it is one of the first things we ask each other when you first Ooh. meet someone you go oh, so what, what do you do then yeah so what, and, what do you like <laughs> but you don't ask that <laughs> but 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 that's to me and I, I i i don't know sometimes i feel a bit like wanky asking it but i i prefer asking that instead i'm like Ooh. and people people always get really caught off guard with it and i'm like this should be the question that you shouldn't be caught off guard i'm like oh what what do you enjoy doing? You yeah, know, people like, oh, and pe- people ask me what I do for a living. And I'm like, that's boring. Let's talk about something else, yeah. you know, and people get really caught off in it. And, and it is funny that we have this culture of like your, your, your job or your living is, is what defines who you are Ooh. as a person, Yeah, you know? And yeah. I think, I think, as you said, I think people really struggle to separate that, you know, that, that like person inside them that actually loves going surfing or playing golf or anything like that. And that they'd much rather talk about, but instead they're like, I'm an, I'm a, I'm an investment banker or I'm an insurance manager. And that's, that's what, that's what I am, you know? Yeah. Suddenly at the bride, that's do you haven't met anyone before. That's who everybody knows you as regardless of all the other stuff you're interested in, passionate about, good at. Yeah. Yeah. And, and often I've, I've found I have a far more enjoyable um, and you know, good conversation with someone when I actually kind of steer around what people do for a living. And when, yeah, yeah as I said, when people ask me, I actively avoid it. I'm like, mm. no, let you know, and and not from an ego perspective of like I've got better things to talk about, but just from like a as a human connection, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not actually that interested in what no, you know no. what you what you do. And the last thing you want to do is meet another person who does exactly what you do and sort of talk about your work all all evening. <laughs> you, want to, you want to talk about something you're passionate about. 
absolutely yeah that's that's yeah that's a, a beige conversation to to say the least <laughs> so yeah. i took i took about six months i would say to really right. figure out what i was going to do like i literally when i left I, I i it's it's so hard to be in a job probably in any in any role and like the in theory you're supposed to sort of you know do a side hustle think about it work on it start yeah. it up test it see if it works and then if you've got something that you believe in like right i'm now going to take the jump and jump across to it mm. but in practice, if you if you're working already for your sort of your own organisation or or you're in a job where there's there's a fair amount of sort of pressure and stress, you're not going to finish your sixty hour week and then sit down and come up with a new business plan and 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 test it and run through it all. So I, I, and that was part of my sort of procrastination period was I know I should have something in place like a plan B, but I can't really get to it. Yeah, and I can't get to it without damaging the role that I'm doing in the organization I'm already with. So in the end, I literally just jumped, jumped off the cliff. Um, as, as, as you say, and, and, and just started surfing a lot. I went surfing, I went surfing a lot and, and the guys down the beach, um, and like, they, they know me and I was still surfing when I was doing the role, but not, not quite as frequently. Um, they, they were like, what did, you know, what's happened? How come you're here so much? And I, and I told them my story and I said, like, just got a bit sick of it um wasn't the right thing for me at this time was in the past but it's not now um so i'm, I'm making a change and they wanted to know what i was going to do and, and everything like that and, and i didn't know um but i just chatted to a lot of people i chatted to them i chatted to all of my old sort of contacts from different places and, and i made i made a list i made a list of what i was really passionate about mm. um i made a list of what i was good at which didn't necessarily align but there was some some similarities some matches i then made a list of the trends that i could see going on in the world like you know and it was sort of around that pandemic time so there was lo lots of big change happening in the world and therefore sort of where in theory the opportunities were mm. and i also made a list of what i thought the world needed to some degree you know, and, and a lot of those looked a lot like NGOs and conservation because that that was my background. But some of them didn't. I, you know, I had I, I had a lot of experience of, of working with people, of training people, mentoring, coaching. Um, and sort of from that, I would probably had a list of, I don't know, I reckon 50 businesses, maybe 50 different business ideas, some of which would probably have been a lot better than Surface Life Club from a from a commercial sort of perspective um but i but i really and i looked at them really closely and i did test a few and i spoke to more people but i didn't want to start something that was just going to take me back down back down a path of mm. right i've got this great business i'm earning money but i'm not interested in it whatsoever <laughs> like it's not what i'm passionate about because it's not it probably wouldn't have even worked even if it was a great business idea unless you can really stick at it and keep doing it and and, and love it you know, and love what you do i don't yeah. think you're going to be successful at it so um, one of them was Surface Life Club, and that and that actually came out of one of the one of the local surfers. When I told him that I'd stepped away and I was just surfing a lot more and thinking about what I was going to do, he he literally just said to me, "Oh, you're an inspiration to us all." So so I thought about that, and then I sort of chatted to more people and I coached a few people locally who who you know surfers guys that run surf shops. You know they love surfing, yeah. they're passionate about it, but they're entrepreneurs. They've got they've got a surf shop. They're on the shop floor. They're in the factory. They're not surfing. So I spoke to them, mm -hmm. did a bit of coaching for them for free, coached a few mates, sort of business owners. Um, and it really just came out of that. I sort of, I saw that you through some, through asking people very specific questions, the right questions at the right time, you can, you can open their minds to, to new thoughts and, and new ideas and new ways of sort of thinking and different actions they could take. Whereas when, when we're when we're struggling and we've just got negative thoughts, we've just got those cyclic thoughts. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I can't go. I can't possibly. I can't possibly go. And yet, mm. with some very specific questions and getting very specific about stuff, you can you can help them to change some of those thoughts and, and find new thought pathways and, and yeah, change their lives. And I, and I was I was yeah really pleased to be able to do that and to help some people. And and that sort of surface life club all came out of that room. Really. That's really cool. So yeah, and yeah, it's 
it's such a funny one the the whole sort of work life balance conversation mm. and it and often i find it's the people that are seeking it the most that actually end up finding it the least right. because <laughs> do, do you know yeah. what i mean because it is generally the people looking for work life balance are entrepreneurs or people like that mm. that go do you know what I, i'm going to start my own business because you know perhaps yeah they're ambitious and they want to want to do that but you know they're going to start start this business so that they can you know oh i'm on my then i'm on my own time and i have a bit mm. more but then when it's your name on the door you then suddenly go right well i've got to go above and beyond for everyone because it's my name yeah. on the door and, and i've got to do this and then and then you end up falling into the sort of hustle culture trap of like you know it's my own thing and i've got to i've got to get it done and then the whole reason that you started it in the first place has just gone gone completely yeah. out the window I'm perhaps very much speaking from personal experience. But, <laughs> but, but, but many, many people would resonate with that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it is it is a very unique, unique thing. And, you know, sometimes I, I think, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, some, some of my friends and I'm sure some people listening included, they very much, they go to work, finish work, they leave work at the door and they go home and they play with their kids. They sit and play Xbox. They go surfing. They you know, go and play five-a-side football with their mates in the evening. And I'm like, that's the work-life balance, right. you know? Yeah. But then I think some people that are perhaps, and with the world going more, like you said, you know, looking all the world's in, with the world going more flexi time, remote, everything like that, the lines are getting a bit more blurred with it. I think whilst it's great that you can work from anywhere and all this, I do think sometimes there is a bit of a kind of, you've all you've got to be kind of always on. I would say about me, so I, oh, I run sure. I run my own, my own, um, so a business I'm well freelancer essentially and, and all that sort of stuff. And I've kind of said since I've started, I'm I'm both always on holiday and also never on holiday. Mm. You know? And that's that's kind of how I put it. You know, I can go and work from wherever I want and I only work a few hours a day and it, and it's great. And I've set it up to be like that. But also there's not a day that goes by where I don't have to do a bit of work. Saturday, yeah. Sunday, you know, never. But for me, that's that's worked. Have you found how how has it been for you? on the other side of that and kind of kind of coaching these guys, I assume you, you have to really take uh, essentially a different approach with everyone because everyone's different, right? You know, some, for some people it works. How, how has that been um, kind of for you, for you dealing with it, especially in the early days of you starting Surfers Life Club? Um, I think it just comes down. It sounds simple. It, it comes down to being really, really clear about your goal. Um, so I think, a lot of people have this idea that they're going to, you know, start a business and you say, you know, live, live the dream, et cetera. Yeah. And, and it takes a lot of graft. Um, and then just with any, just with anything in life, it, as it starts to roll, people sort of forget where they were trying to get to mm -hmm. and, and, and they keep doing, you know, what's the next opportunity that, you know, what's the next thing, what's the, the next promotion. I'll take that. I'll do this. I'll do that. I can, I'll start the YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, haven't got any time left so for me it's it's often really helping people to get super super clear on on where they're trying to get to like is it a lifestyle business that you want actually mm. or do you do you want to build this massive empire and, and sell it in five years for x amount of money and yeah. and with that goal you know what are you prepared to compromise to to reach it and if you want to start the empire you know if you're going to make a success at that you're going to have to you're going to have to make some sacrifices and that might be your time. It might be your time for, for a limited period of time. It might be equity that you're actually just going to give away a chunk of equity and get someone else to run it. And that might work for you. Um, but you know, you're going to have to make some common, no matter what we're trying to achieve. If we want something we don't have, we're probably going to have to compromise some other things, either temporarily or sort of permanently. So when I, when I'm working with the clients, it's really about, where it is they're trying to get to and they quite often the beginning of the conversation is they don't they don't really know they've just mm. been people know what they don't want they've been running around they've been taking taking the opportunities as they've come up and you know have been successful or or unsuccessful in you know in in work in their personal life in various aspects um and they they've arrived at a place that they can sort of recognize is not is not where they want to be they haven't got what they what they want in their life but actually, it takes quite a lot of conversation to really get people to turn around. I mean, again, getting out of that negative mindset mm. and stop talking about what you don't want. And literally, sometimes it's like, right, okay, you've now told me 
very clearly many times what you don't want what what is it you want and it's not just the inverse because we we need to get really specific about it. it's not start a business it's start a lifestyle business it needs to be this sort mm. of size and this sort of time you know and, and really get clear on on those aspects before you can take a step forward yeah absolutely yeah it's it's such a i can imagine it's such a minefield and you know you've got this kind of I mean, I talk about it a lot, the the negativity confirmation bias. You know, you're always you're always far more drawn to something negative. And and for you, mm. I guess it is, yeah, what you well, I definitely know I don't want to do this, you know, yeah. and, and that might be one point. And actually you've got ten things that you want to do, but this one thing, oop, this one thing that you're really focused on, yeah, you know, that, that you don't want to do, you're like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna really push down this and, and drive this down. Um yeah. but I suppose I suppose from I don't know. You're the, you're the, you are literally the expert here. I suppose from, from getting, you know, that's probably quite a good place to start. I imagine is where you don't want to be at mm. least, you know, cause then you can, then you can go, right. Well, how do we achieve the, the opposite essentially? It It's, it's a fair starting place, but it doesn't, it doesn't help you to find any solution. So, mm. I mean, I'm sure we've all been there. I've certainly been there in the past, you know, when you're, you're lying in bed at, I don't know, three, three, four o'clock in the morning, and your thoughts are going round and round. It's it's just that train of thought stuck in that negativity. So you haven't got any solutions coming. And uh, and like what it, I mean, we'll talk about maybe we'll talk about the sort of the, the benefits of of surfing or yeah. nature or or blue health. But sort of that that ability to actually stop that train of thought and start moving on to sort of more solution based thoughts more positive thoughts more creative thoughts so it helps people to get out of those holes whereas when when you when you're really struggling like you're, you're just stuck in that hole with that with yeah. that thought going round and round and you, you actually haven't got a clue how to get there and it's not quite often the 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 resources that people have got the the thoughts the contacts the knowledge it's all there. It's just not open to them at, at that time because their their thoughts are so closed and so focused on that on the on the problem. Yeah, yeah, you're really really hitting me with some truths today. I feel like <laughs> I, I I get I get I get I get really into that a lot. You know, I I get, really, I get it's it's just this just this vicious circle of like, mm. you know, oh, I I feel like shit because of this, and then you 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 do that thing because you feel shit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You know, I feel yeah. like. I feel like shit. So I'm just going to go and sit on the sofa and, and like put a film on, or, you know, put, put, yeah, watch, yeah. watch something mundane. Or I'm going to go sit. I'm just going to go and sit on the sofa and go on my phone. And then you're yeah. sat the, and then you're like, oh, I feel, sh- you know, I shouldn't be sitting. I shouldn't be sitting on the sofa. Just even on worse phone. about it. Mm. You know? And, and then you feel, yeah, exactly. And you, you feel worse. And as you said, it's so difficult to, to break that, that behavior, but let, let's get into what, what you said then. Cause I mean, for, for me, it, it's something I'm, I'm feel so, pleased that i i found windsurfing when i was 18 so for me you know throughout my whole adult life i've had this this kind of passion and thing that i just love that i've you know and i was an instructor for years so i was always somewhere where it was windy and things so i just had some i could always turn to it you know if i was having a shit day it it does kind of for lack of a better term you go in the sea and it does just like it cleanses you it washes all the all that bad stuff off um can you, you know, you've said you, you've already said you surf and, and essentially everything Surface Life Club is based around is, is getting people out on the water more. Um, can you speak a little bit to, to the kind of the benefits of surfing and getting in the water for, for your mental health and, and what blue health means to you, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, to me, I think, I think most, as you say, most, most surfers already have like an inherent belief, if you will. Mm. that it's it's good for them I, I used to i used to when i when i was really stressed out at work etc and it mostly actually when I, when i couldn't go surfing I'd, I'd let it roll to such a point where i was you know close close to breaking like i'm really just i can't take any more of this i'm definitely just signing out and i'm going i'm going for a surf mm. and when i when i used to do that and it would be like once a week <laughs> something like that <laughs> Um, maybe a couple of times a week if I was really if I was really lucky, depending on how you, how you view this problem. Um, I used to sort of go with with one, you know, this, I've got this problem and I can't think clearly, and I need I need to come up with an answer, and I'm just procrastinating about it. I don't have a good answer for it, mm. and I didn't think about it at all when I'd go surfing. I'd think as I was driving there, that's what I need to solve, and then I'd surf, 
and during during the surf i wouldn't think it about about it all and i don't i don't actually think i think about much when, no. I'm, when i'm surfing because you're very present in the moment there's lots happening the water's moving there's different sights to see mm-hmm. um and you've got to focus on the on the waves on whether there's a set coming where you're going to sit you know when you're going to paddle so you sort of just day daydreaming and for mm-hmm. me personally it's it's really just sort of re, rebooting and clearing the focus clearing the minds getting rid of those sort of cyclic thoughts and just completely rebooting the mind so i used to find i'd get out and then i'd think about the problem and maybe on as i was driving back to the office <laughs> knowing that i was like oh, i've said i've solved this problem today and the answer is pretty clear to me it's pretty it's pretty obvious actually but i couldn't get there when i you know yeah and i was stressed about it and and i think that's really what what surfing does to you it's an it's an opportunity to sort of break break those thoughts and stresses and and reboot the mind and reboot the the thoughts so there's there's i mean there's loads of scientific data Mm. now about reducing stress levels reducing anxiety you know from a physiological point of view it's really really good for you Mm -hmm. from a mental health point of view there's so there's so many benefits so so much so that um i don't know if you if you know if it's made the news in the in the uk much but they've started adding adding surfing and other sort of outdoor sports to they're testing it in the uk about whether there are benefits they've done a number of tests so far and they've seen really clear benefits and now in in certain regions they're starting to sort of prescribe it in Mm. canada that's prescribing time outdoors in nature so it's like the body of evidence is is built more and more and it's something i think surfers windsurfers people mountain bikers you know out in mountains just getting into nature does does you good mm-hmm. but now exactly how i think uh is becoming clear and there's a there's a whole bunch of science i think it's around like different cortisone levels and dopamine and and etc etc stuff stuff that's beyond beyond me but the the benefits of it that sort of improved concentration self-esteem confidence reduced anxiety reduced depression mm-hmm. um reduced stress levels like 20 20 no i think it's 30 minutes a day in in water out in nature reduces stress levels by 10 percent. that's that's what the study shows and then of course there's a you know the health benefits where that help people to to live longer so if you've got a dream if you've got something you want to chase living like living longer is going to help that and that's sort of you know re- reduce heart rates blood pressure muscle tension etc there's so many physiological and psychological benefits of it but i think the main the main thing is it reboots your body and reboots your your mind and allows you to start thinking more more clearly about problems because it shifts you out of that sort of negative mindset and allows you to to restart and perhaps to get towards more sort of positive thinking creative solution-based thinking yeah absolutely well i mean it's i mean i've, I've had um uh joe the founder of the wave project on the podcast before they they literally Mm. it 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 is literally therapy they're they're doing it every day with with disabled kids with adults with everybody and everybody comes out the water far happier um i love Mm. i love the i love the way you say it as as a reboot i think that's such a nice way of saying i've always for me it's always been you i've always had it from the opinion of like you you don't have I, i don't have time to think about Right. my problems or anything like that when i'm like trying to stand up on you know on yeah. a wave or i'm i'm duck diving under a set or you know even i also had a a, a irish big wave surfer called eski britain who's also a a scientist yeah. i've had her on the podcast and she talked a lot about actually a lot of when we're thinking about surfing a lot of the time we're thinking about the waves and we're thinking about catching a waves and actually where so much of the value is is the space between the waves and actually oh, I love the, the the value of actually just sitting on your board and and actually when you think back to some of uh, your surfs actually think about it and and sometimes actually the some of the nicest memories aren't even necessarily you've ridden the wave that one of the big things you actually remember is you just just sitting out there on your board and you're like how good how good is this you yeah, know you've got the scenery you've got the the water plane on the light you've got the animals the cormorants picking birds you know picking picking fish up there's there's Con- there's a constant change of, of view and i think all, all of that allows you to be really really present and we talk we talk about being present a lot and yeah. i remember when i got married someone said to me make sure you're present and i was like what 
I'll get there. And they're like, no, no, make sure you actually sort of yeah. are there and remember it and take it in and put it into put it into the memory bank so that you know in future years, you know, you can actually remember it. And I wasn't very good at it, to be honest. I remember <laughs> snapshots of the wedding, but other bits, I was I like, there's so much going on. I was sort of yeah. trying to trying to concentrate, answer questions and where who's got to be where and when that you sort of miss half of it. Yeah. And I think with with surfing those moments of, of peace to sit and watch and and listen, you are present. So you're not thinking about the past. You're not thinking about yeah. the problems. You're not even thinking about the future that much. No. Sometimes, you, sure, you've been there. You get surprised. Suddenly, suddenly there's a big wave bearing down on you. Like, oh, <laughs> I was miles away. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's, you know, that, that, that describes perfectly the benefit that it, that it gives you, I think. And it's not often in, as, 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 as you've mentioned, you know, in, in modern day life, if you will, with with phones and technology, and uh, you know the world is moving faster and faster. It's more connected, um, and it's harder and harder to, to to find that those moments of peace and that those moments to be just just present and tranquil. Yeah, yeah I think tr- tranquil is such a good word. I think we're the, the the world we live in. There's just you mentioned briefly mentioned dopamine and I'm, I'm no, no expert at all. You'll have to go and talk to Andrew Huberman or listen to a proper right. scientist and talk about all this stuff. But you know, the, the amount of it we get from just swiping up and down on Instagram or TikTok or anything now, and you, you, we're just surrounded by it everywhere. Yeah. We're almost too comfortable. And actually, despite surfing being, you know, the, the tranquil and, and lovely and also that it's also a challenge. It's also yeah. hard. And yeah. I think that's good as well. It, it it's really rewarding. Whether it's even if it's like one one foot and and you know a little longboard wave. So it's not it's not challenging in the sense of like man versus nature, but then it becomes a challenge of how do I maximize this and get the most out of it? And I've got to paddle a lot harder and and all this, you know. So alongside all the exercise benefits and everything like that, you, you're challenging yourself mentally. So actually, when you when you get out of the water you've kind of you've rebooted it in that sense as well as yeah. as well as oh i feel you know a bit a bit less anxious you come out going well oh, I, I feel like i've achieved something you know you can kind of give yourself a pat on the back and i think there's a big difference between feeling that from just like seeing a video you like and you're like Ooh, that made me happy for a couple of seconds and sometimes i think that almost dulls that part of our brain yeah. that's that's used to kind of you know achieving something essentially I don't know. Maybe, maybe that doesn't make sense. Um, no, I think it does, and I, I think part part of what uh, the the attraction or the benefit is it's it's never the same. It's the same, you know, windsurfing, whatever. Out out in nature, it's it's not it's not the same. And like mm-hmm. surfing is one element of it, but you know, the waves are always different. The wind's different. The tide's different. So mm-hmm. it, even you know, with technology, and you can check the forecast, and you think you know what you're going to get. You, you don't know what you're going to get. And when you're out there, each each wave, each set can be slightly different, etc. Different people mm-hmm. out there, and it's like every every surf is different, and you take different things away from them. Sometimes, sometimes you take away, you're not very good, and you didn't get any flakes, <laughs> and that can be annoying. But you still feel better by the time, maybe not by the time you've made it back to your car, but by the time you got home, you're still like, I'm glad I went. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad I went. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um. You know, you kind of know having all this knowledge of how surfing has helped and and everything like that. What 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 kind of lessons do you take from, you know, having having that experience as a surfer and things like that? What what lessons do you take from that and kind of give to these guys who you're you're coaching and helping out? You know, these guys who are stressed and they're in the office and they're like, I just want to, you know, spend some more more time in the because I imagine they've probably had a sense of it themselves. Mm. But is is there anything that you've often found that they they may be kind of missing that you need to sort of pass along? Yeah, it's it's um it's quite interesting. So I've I've got a um like an online community that uh, I, you know I ask questions of and and sort of get it's a a vehicle really for people to get together and sort of talk talk very openly about you know what's what their troubles are, what's stopping them surfing, mm-hmm. what they can do about it, share tips and and solutions and that. So actually. I ask them, what, like, if I get a new member, it's like, what's stopping you surfing? And people say, oh, it's work, or it's, you know, my 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 partner, <laughs> or yeah, I've got young kids. There's a whole list of conditions. and, and all, all it. Very, very rarely does anyone just say, it's it's my mind. But mm. actually, it's mostly their mind. It's the decisions they're making. So it's just it's just about the choices that we make. So I I um I talk a lot 
and it, it's a little bit more when you're almost going surfing but it's it's maybe worth chatting about at this point that i talk a lot about the deck of debate so whenever you whenever i go to the beach whenever you go to the beach i see a bunch of surfers stood around looking at the surf <laughs> and they each and every one of them is in their in their own mind sometimes as a team sometimes individually trying to decide is it you know is it worth it and there's a whole bunch of arguments on one shoulder about well i've got this to do and that to do and somebody else wants me to do this and i've said i'll do that and i've committed to this tonight and oh my god i've got this coming in i've just looked at my phone i've got this other thing i've really urgently got to get done and they've got all these things that they have to do in their mind they have to do them um but there's not many arguments on the other shoulder for sort of you know all those benefits like my my mm. health or maybe i'm a bad dad if i'm if i'm not not quite as angry or not quite yeah. stressed better husband you know maybe i'll make some better decisions maybe the team will be a bit happier if i'm not actually there shouting at everyone <laughs> like all, all of those so it's like we talk a lot about really around mindset is where i'm going that actually it's it's all down to the decisions you make and you know knowing what what you want and what you what how to get there what actions are you actually going to take to make that happen so a lot of people really are sort of stopping themselves by their own mind by the decisions that they're making i'd, I'd say we you know everyone is that wants to go so yeah and sometimes there's some very good reasons there's some you know some some part of your income you you can't compromise like you need yeah. to you need a house you need food etc and then above that there's you know there's different layers there's you know i'd, I'd like to take a surf trip so i'd like that much money yeah am i prepared to compromise that to go for a surf now and then there's for, for some lucky people there's this whole other chunk where they don't they don't need that at all and they could sacrifice all of that work and all, all of that time and all of that income and just surf all, all the time like above that level so i think again getting really clear about what you want and then making decisions based upon that about what you're going to do that that sort of helps to to change the mindset about all of those debates. If you don't know what you want, but you know what you don't want, you, know, you can't really make decisions based on that. You've got to get really specific, really specific about what, what you want. Yeah. That's I have no a- idea if I answered your question then or not. Yeah, you actually <laughs> did. You did uh, brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love, I love what you said there. And I'm sh- yeah, that will resonate with anybody who surfs windsurfs anything like that as soon as you rock up to the car park or the beach or anything there is always 10 people stood maybe half dressed in wetsuits but usually still still wrapped up in their clothes kind of looking looking intently at the water and sort of deciding and that's so true what you said where it's so easy to come up with 90 million uh, you know excuses of nah nah i've got this i've got this or my my shoulder's a bit sore and my ankle and i've got this to go and do and and actually again that's the negativity confirmation bias of you're thinking about that rather than going do you know what even if i go in for half an hour and it's shit and i catch one wave two waves it's still better than nothing i'm still going to have exercised a little bit i'll still have achieved something and it's probably going to make me feel a bit better. And then, you know, I think so often we view we view it as a life as a lot more binary than it needs to be. Mm. You know, it, it's like, right, well, I can either surf or I can not surf. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, well, actually, yeah. you, you've set aside two hours of your day to, to go down to the beach and go surfing. This doesn't just apply to surfing for anybody listening. This is in general something you enjoy doing. Um, you know, you've set aside two hours, you go down, it doesn't look that good, but actually you go, do you know what? If I go for 40 minutes, it's better than nothing, you know, but so many people don't do that. They just sack it off altogether. And I think if we were perhaps a little bit more flexible, uh, mentally with, with things like that, I think generally we'd be a lot more happy. And I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I I do that. I'm definitely awful for it. I'm definitely like, right, it's rubbish. I'm driving home. You know, but you, I mean, you should be a coach because that's a brilliant, brilliant tip that actually we talk about this and there's a whole bunch of different uh, techniques you know, like people are using to sort of the no, the no look theory. Like I'm not even going to look, I'm just going to get changed and run it. Yeah. So I don't care what it's like or like a free wave theory. I'm just going to go in and get free waves. And by the time you've got free waves, you're probably going to stay longer anyway. Yeah. And I, I use, I use the half hour myself. I'm like, nah, it's not, I don't think that's, that's not worth it really. Like not for a two hour surf. But it's probably worth half an hour. I have a little paddle, get some exercise, and, and I'll get in, and then I'll stay in for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think those again, it's just mind tricks with yourself. But like you're yeah. asking yourself a different question, and so therefore that creates different thoughts, and your answer is going to be different. Yeah. So it, I think like it's uh, it's the questions we're asking ourselves. 
mm. that often is is the route towards diff- finding different answers that maybe give you more of give you more of what you want. Absolutely, it, it, you're essentially re- rewiring the pathways of yeah. your brain. You know, rather than yeah. getting, oh, I'm going to do this. I, I I've talked um a lot on previous episodes. I I do it a lot when you know if I wake up in the morning and I I kind of know quite these days I know quite quickly if if something's not right. You know, if I get up and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a bit you know depressed today or anxious mm-hmm. or anything like that. And and now the way I do it is, well, in, instead of you know going right, track off the whole thing. You know, I go, right, do you know what? I'll just sit down and I'll just send one email and I'll send one email. And then once I've done that email, I get a little achievement and I'm like, oh, I've done that. And then I go, do you know what? I might as well send one more. And and thus it goes on. And before I know it, I've done a whole day of work and I've been to the gym and, you know, trained and and I've done a load of stuff and I've succeeded in everything I set out to do that day. But the way I've done it is, is just, you know, I, I say one, one game at a time, you know, taking yeah. it one game at a time. And actually- no, it's, yeah, it's great. It's great. I mean, you talk about that. I mean, from a, I, I use a lot of sort of business strategy as well, but partially because of the guys I work with, I sort of help with their, with their business decisions and, and, and their life decisions, but sort of in business, you know, you've got a huge project to do. It doesn't matter what it is. I actually, one of the guys I'm coaching at the moment, he's, he's about to move house and he's got a pack, you know, it's a big thing. You've got kids, like it's stressful uh, but so if you if you look at that 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 project as a whole mm-hmm. it's really hard to get started mm-hmm. so but like you, you know break break it down into tiny tiny little bits and just do the first one and then it's and then it starts to roll a little bit and it's there's a there's a, a trick called like the two minute rule like if if you, you can do something if if you've got something find the things that you can do in two minutes do a few of those and then with the bigger projects just do the first two minutes of them and you, you sort of, you've already got into that. Says, well, I'll just write the first couple of sentences. That took me two minutes. And once you've written the first couple of sentences, you can't help but write a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes on. Yeah, yeah. And I think so. There's lots of sort of mind tricks and and tools towards sort of actually taking action um, when people are getting stuck. But I think also there's 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 you know there's lots of tools and techniques around. A lot of it's down to the confidence, the the energy being a bit being a bit scared of change and all, all of that so it's sort of trying to dig into you know what again what's really specifically are you worried about and then you know is is that a realistic fear is it is it not what's mm. what's actually you know is, is it possible really in reality i mean is it is it probable and how could you you know if it is you know what what can we do about it and it's like trying to move towards actions like you say rather than sitting there stuck wor- worrying about it yeah absolutely because a, a lot of the time all we need really is like a sounding board to bounce yeah. off you know when it when it comes to things like that you know if you if you feel like you're getting stuck and you're, you're going in that kind of that that vicious circle of doing nothing and feeling shit for doing nothing and just round and round and round yeah. actually all, all you sometimes need to do is just sound it off to someone else and say look uh, do this and they go well yeah you know why, why are you scared of this? You don't yeah. need to be scared of this or actually, you know, just do that often. It doesn't necessarily need to be vast, vastly intelligent psychological advice. It just needs to be, yeah, mate, that sounds good. Do it. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, for, with the coaching, I don't really, I do a bit of mentoring. So I do offer some advice, but mostly it's around ask, asking questions. Mm. Um, but, but some of the sessions that I have literally, I don't really say much. It's it's getting someone into a private space where they can actually focus on what what the problem is, and almost you can just see you can see their eyes moving. You know, mm-hmm. depending on if, if they're if they're visual or sort of auditory. You know, you can see their head move, their eyes move. You can see them literally like looking at the ceiling and thinking. You can see those thoughts happening, and then they'll like there'll be a silence and they'll say something else. And it like you, you can sit there and like you, you can you can help them on that journey, but it's up to them to sort of think about their situation. Every situation is so different. Like you can't sit in in a room with someone and know about all of their past experiences and oh. what what they're thinking and what what they believe about themselves and the world around them and the and the people around them. Um, so th- you can help them sort of work through that. But you that's really hard to do for a mate down the pub and it's not the sort of conversations you have Mm. um so that you sort of need that that quiet place which i do a lot of thinking in the car because it's 
<laughs> some people use the toilet. It's somewhere private to actually think without being interrupted and, and work through some thoughts. And then, you know, I, with the coaching, I challenge those thoughts a bit. Sometimes we've got stuff that just, is, you know, it's not, it's not true. So-and-so didn't mean that. They could have meant a million other things, but we, we decide they meant one thing and we're stuck. We're stuck with that. So it's sort of opening the mind to, could it have meant something, something else? Are there any other solutions that you can think of? And it's sort of working the way through and finding different perceptions of situations um, or events to, to, to sort of break down that, that one conclusion that you've drawn based on all of your experiences of the world which you're absolutely definite that's the truth of the world when yeah. there, there probably isn't any truth in the world <laughs> well that's it i think we um you know it's so difficult for all of us to to say what the truth is because i think we yeah. all view things completely differently don't yeah. we and we all yeah. we all naturally we're all pretty emotional whether we like mm. to think we're not you know we we are and we always take things personally even as you said if they're not meant to be i'm i'm hugely yeah. guilty of it i take i take everything personally if someone doesn't reply you know if i don't get a reply from a client or even if he they just me. Talk, he hates even, me. If, even if they sometimes send a thumbs up i'm like i'm gonna lose them i'm i say yeah. you know and and the world ends you know and yeah. then and then two days later they speak to me as if everything's normal and i'm like all mm. oh, right and yeah the, the i just made that up i made that up but, yeah. but it's the truth to you at that time yeah that's what I've perceived as the truth. And then I'll go another month and I'm like, all is good. And then something else will happen. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. You know, and it, it it's such a silly one. And it's it takes a lot of work to get out of that. As we said, you yeah. know, it takes a lot of work to to put in and to kind of um, essentially, you know, rewire it. I know from my time as a windsurfing instructor, we talked a lot about uh, muscle memory. And I'm sure you're the same, you know, with surfing and things. And it's... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's definitely when when you're, you know, say surfing, you're, you're learning to bottom turn, you know, after you've done it a thousand times, your body kind of remembers how to do it, you know. And once you get to a certain skill level, you, you don't necessarily need to think about it, do you? It just mm. kind of happens. And I think, and again, I ain't a scientist, so ask Andrew Huberman. But I, I, from what I gather, I think it's fairly similar with the way our, our brains work and the way we talk to ourselves and, and things like that. You know, we yeah. we can kind of unlearn you know, certain pathways, you know, of, of how we, how we talk yeah. to ourselves and, and habits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, a, well, I think that that's that, that exactly that point that, that, that the way that we think and talk to ourselves is a, is a habit. It's a thought mm -hmm. pattern that's developed through time. And you, we get, we get so much information constantly. I think that's, uh, there's arguments. It's 4 million or 12 million pieces of information, like for our ears, for our eyes, like for our touch touch like per second we, we're getting that and our brain therefore learns to filter most of it out because yeah. they're like actually that's not relevant and that's not relevant and that's not relevant right now the only relevant thing for me is is what you're saying <laughs> in your face but like the the feel of the seat on my bottom the what's out the window like my eyes are taking it all in but just ignoring it so we delete a lot of that information and once we once we've drawn through experience like um conclusions about the world about you know what society expects what what how people behave jim over there he always behaves like that he doesn't always behave like that but we've decided that in our mind based on our experience of, of jim doing it once so therefore when jim says something we're like spike he means that. that's what he means he was always like that isn't he <laughs> and poor jim just trying to be kind trying to help <laughs> trying to point something out in, in jim's way so we like we delete a lot of that information we change some of that information to to meet and match the conclusions that we've already sort of drawn about the world um and then we receive the last few bits of information and actually look at that and and try and figure that out and then try and make that fit into what we what we already know as as the truth about the world yeah yeah exactly it's it, it's yeah it's figuring out how much of that external stimuli you want to actually let in yeah you know, and yeah, and yeah. which parts of it and that that goes <clears throat> that goes back to the 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 kind of muscle muscle memory of mm. it, I suppose, is is we do have to kind of um, rewire it a bit. Yeah, um, and it takes it's hard work. It like it takes it takes it takes time and effort, and it's basically trying to develop new new patterns. So if something if something you know in theory bad happens, like we react to it in a certain way. If we and if we can control 
uh, our thoughts, that the, the brain muscle memory, if we can control our thoughts or intervene at the, at the thought level, then it starts to sort of change our, our emotional responses as mm. well to, to those things. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's really like this, this is why we get back to rebooting, like that rebooting in the surf. Yeah, that's what I was going to, yeah. Sort of allows you to then to interrupt that pattern, that, that patterned response. And actually start to go, yeah, is is there another possibility? Like, is that possible? And he and 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 I guess that questions do that as well. Like actually challenge those thoughts a little bit and think like, is is it possible? Jim didn't mean that. <laughs> is it possible Jim was actually trying to help? Or is it yeah. possible Jim's just had a really bad day himself? Yeah. And like, so, you, so you can then well, we're going on, we're going on a bit here, but then you can you can almost give yourself a new truth which is more beneficial to you. So mm. if you decide that one of the possibilities is that Jim's had a bad day, one of the possibilities is he's had a bad day because he's, you know, he's, his marriage is breaking up or something terrible has happened to one of his relations. And so then instead of being angry with Jim, you can start to feel sorry for Jim. Mm. That might be better for you. So you can sort of choose any truth you want that, that makes you feel a bit better and allows you to move forward without being stressed and angry and really focused on the fact that Jim only gave you a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah exactly i think there's a lot to be said as well especially in the through the prism of surfing is something i've been you know thinking about a lot and and, and talking about a lot is um intentional discomfort so right. being being intentionally uncomfortable you know putting yourself through something deliberately uncomfortable Ooh. so that when something unexpectedly uncomfortable comes along whether it's you know you get reamed out at work by your boss and you're worried about getting fired or you know, there's a, a a bad situation in your family or, or, you know, anything like that. You know, someone cuts you up while you're driving home instead of being fuming, steaming mad. Rah, rah, because you're, you, you've had this, well, maybe not that, that that's anger. Actually, that's something completely different, but you know, you know what I mean? But um, if you've gone out and surfed in the waves and say it was big that day, or even not that big, but you're still, you're trying to learn something new and you keep crashing mm. and getting rolled around in the white water. And then you got to paddle back out and stuff. You've you've put yourself through the ringer a bit there, doing something you've enjoyed, but also you come in and you're like, you know, that was difficult. Talk about like we were talking about yeah. it earlier. You know, you've done that, so that sets your your kind of stress receptors up a little bit to actually, when you're put in a another stressful situation, you're a little bit better equipped to deal with it. You know, yeah. no, and I think it's it's for me. I mean, I've got I've got three young kids as well, and they're um you know they're they're surfing and uh, um throughout their their surf journey they're overcoming challenges like it's it's mm. difficult and it's and it's scary at times like I, I remember i took i took one of my kids surfing um and you know he was like, I, don't, I don't really want to go <laughs> and, I, and i'm really careful i don't push them so i was like well you know why why don't you want to go and he's like i'm, I'm scared dad and i was like well what, what are you scared of and he's like well the sharks and the rocks and the big waves. <laughs> you know, he had quite a long list of things he was scared about. So we sort of tried to, you know, to break them down. And in the end, you know, in this particular case, it was like, well, let's let's just what we can do if you want. We'll paddle out and just I'll sit with you and we'll just sit wide in the channel and get a look at it and get a feel for it. And we did that. And then you know, he took one wave and then he took another and he got sort of step by step more more comfortable with it. But um I think your point around 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 stressing yourself and overcoming challenges so learning that you can do that sort of builds that confidence that actually you can take on other other situations and challenging ones that are are difficult and you sort of build your confidence you build your self-belief um and you discover your your capabilities and and surfing is one way of doing that but um you know it's not it's not just surfing or or mountain biking or you know windsurfing it's it's actually a lot of people that are, are stuck, I'm going to bring it back to that sort of situation. It's because you don't know what to do or, you're, you know, I'd, I'd like to make a change, but I'm, I'm scared to, like, I don't mm. know what, how, what, I don't, I don't know what the unknown is. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm scared of it because I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. I don't know if I'll be able to overcome it. Um, if, with a bit more self-belief and taking those small steps, you sort of discover, you know what, I can probably figure out how Facebook works or something else or something else. Cause there's, you know, there's a ton of other people that have done it and I'm not, you know, particularly, you know, any, any more stupid than they are. Like I can probably figure out it's probably possible. Mm. And then sort of giving it a go. 
and I and, and like a little bit of stress is good for us. I think it's good. <laughs> so my background's marine biology. I've really gone on a tangent here. It's actually good for fish as well. Like a little bit of stress. I remember as, as a kid, you can delete this bit if you want. If you're changing the water in the goldfish tank, like you adapt the goldfish very slowly to the new temperature of water. Like it's, it's not true. Like give them a little bit of stress because it actually makes them stronger. Like mm. a little bit of stress every now and again. So if you do this and your goldfish dies, don't don't blame me or Sandy. But like a little bit of stress is it's good for you. You know, in any if we go back to sort of prehistoric days, you know, we're supposed to be stressed. We're not supposed to be stressed all all the time. And that's that's when it's really damaging for us. Yeah, exactly. Well it's it's I've talked a lot about, you know, workplace burnout with with people mm. and, and things like that. And the problem that we have now, I you know, I had a had a guy on recently called Ben who was a was a Royal Marine and we, we were talking about the difference between the difference between him being stressed as a Marine in Afghanistan in combat compared to, you know, workplace burnout in civil life. Mm. And he said actually the 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 burnout and the stress in in civilian life is actually worse. And I was kind of like, really? Because in 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 combat, you know, things like that, it, it, you get these huge highs yeah. and huge lows of, of being stressed. You're hugely stressed, but you've also got this adrenaline, oh my God, and all this. And, and then you kind of dip and you sort of mellow out for a little bit. Whereas just sustained smaller amounts of stress over a long period of time is just so much, is so much worse. So actually, I think, you know, what, what you're saying and what we said today about, you know the 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 surfing and things and and using that on a near daily basis if you can and, and once again you know guys listening it it doesn't necessarily have to be surfing but obviously you know Steve does it through the prism of that but um you know getting out and and doing something like that on a daily basis will just help mitigate that prolonged stress that is eventually going to lead to you you know there's only so much a, a stick can bend before it snaps mm. you know yeah yeah and you you know you, you see it in people and and um and it's it's almost heartbreaking you see you see people that are you know very very stressed and they're that the, you know they've been stressed for a long while they've got they've got family um they've even had had success some of them you know and, and they, they don't actually have to be doing it but they're too too i'm gonna say scared and people don't like to hear that but too sort of scared to make a change too scared of the unknown about who we talked about identity you know who will that leave you know who will i be if i do that how will it work etc etc so they just carry they carry on and they stay under those sort of stressful stressful conditions and you know they'll drink a bit and their health will get worse and, and you just sort of you know where it's going and even they know where it's going so it's but it's like you know at some point hopefully they they reach the conclusion that uh actually you know, if that's not my goal, if my goal is this other thing, I do have to change something. So a lot of it's just, yeah, deciding to change something and then actually, like you say, taking those small steps and get getting those actions started. Absolutely. That yeah. seems seems like quite a good quite a good place to to stop there, Steve. That's um yeah, that's that's about it really. Yeah. Take 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 those decisions, realize you can do it. And it's it's difficult because a lot of us, especially men, I find you know, there's always a bit of confidence and then some men are like really worried about that turning into ego and some men are like, no, you know, maybe they struggle a bit with the with the confidence thing. But um, I mean, coming coming from yourself and, and from me as well, I'll say, you know, we've both sound like we've fit, not similar experiences, but both of us have kind of left something that we knew for a long time and gone, you know what, I'll just have a go at this and see, as you as you said earlier like you know other people have done it so it, mm. I'm, not, I'm not that stupid it can't be that hard you know um so yeah that seems seems like a perfect place to uh to to wrap up um there uh steve where where can people find out more about you and and what you what you get up to uh two places really there's the website which is just uh dot com so all one word surfacelifeclub.com yep and then uh really just to get involved with the conversations and get some sort of free sp support from the community there's a facebook group facebook community called work less surf more and they're really just ev everyone's in there posting about their surfs their challenges why they didn't surf why they did surf how was it and sort of sharing sharing some tips and and stoke oh that's awesome that's great there definitely needs to be that's that's the positive side of social media that I think we don't talk about much anymore 
is is the the power of the power of community when it's used correctly when it's not people arguing over politics or a video or of you know whatever um yeah, yeah there's definitely and, some and, and that's been the real power of that community is that exactly that point we were just talking about other other people have done it so in that yeah. community there's a, there's a bunch of guys that are completely stuck and not ever surfing but but used to and would love to again there's other guys that are starting and there's other guys that are just living the life and yeah. and the guys that are living the life are like yeah you know it's possible i'm the evidence yeah. that it's actually possible and they're sort of all, all communicating with each other and sort of sharing sharing tips and ideas so now it's actually really cool and i i was not big on social media at all but i've really really enjoyed that aspect of it oh that's awesome yeah work work less surf more make sure you guys um yeah check that out um you can also follow me on instagram at the after hours lounge um if you like what i'm doing you can donate to the podcast you can buy some merch or just give it a like give it a share put an episode in your story tell people about it it's free to do and i very much appreciate it but you can support the podcast through the link in my bio and i will thank you in advance for that um thank you very much to steve for coming on what a conversation um thanks i yeah. really enjoyed it really enjoyed it I hope you guys have enjoyed it and uh, we will see you for the next one.